you Yeah, yo There whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here by that I'm behind you But always got you, end the discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded Prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you. But still, I know, give you every advantage I found. Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown. And since the baton was passed, hopping down, cause feeling's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all. The story contained in the following auditory experience is free of sex, drug references, drug dealers, guns, gangs, pimps, prostitutes, and twerking. Although the title of this tale contains a hip-hop reference and the story largely taking place in an urban setting, this is not to be classified as urban street literature. We prefer that it be more aptly classified as hip-hop fantasy. My word is born 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 The Chronicles of a Hip-Hop Legend, Paths of Grand Wizardry. Written, produced, arranged, and narrated by D.D. Turner for the Turner Scribe Publishing Group. Original music composed and produced by The Passion Hi-Fi for Evil Twin Records, UK. Kwame Harris for Successful Tones Publishing. Kyle Owens for Impact Records, Fresh Air Management. I now give you the Chronicles of a Hip-Hop Legend, Paths of Grand Wizardry. I just don't understand why I have been chosen. I feel like I'm no different from any other kid. You feel me? Stated a still awed Chris. Only if you see what we see, only you possess the power to alter the direction of this culture. It is by your very nature and kindred connection to the ancient tribe that this can be accomplished. If you don't assume this task, the culture is as good as dead. So will be the BBF and what we represent pleaded the Imperial Grandmaster as he raised his individual medallion to reference the HHPC letters once again. I've got something else for you. Follow me, requested AT. Although time stood motionless in this location, Chris's body felt winded. 
he had witnessed and learned about all he could stand for the day. Even the thought of having to witness another talking animal, ghost, or magical entrance to a parallel realm made his brain hurt. Despite this feeling, he followed A.T. Upon arriving at and proceeding through a metal dungeon-like door, they descended down an iron cobweb-ridden spiral stairwell that left them in the bowels of the large building. Watch your step, alerted A.T. as he stepped over several iron poles that were randomly tossed about the dampened concrete floor. The cellar's stifling air was humid and contained an all-encompassing mildew stench. Old light fixtures adorned the walls and held dimly lit, dirty light bulbs. Navigating the dust-ridden walkway a little further, they eventually arrived at a door-marked utility closet for which A.T. had to use a key to gain entrance. While A.T. searched for the single key among many on a key ring, Chris stood suspicious and would periodically shoot a glance at his white sneakers to confirm they remained spotless. You want to show me a utility closet? Chris sarcastically commented. Patience isn't your thing, huh? Just chill out and let me find this key. You'll be surprised. Surprised at what? A utility closet? I know what these look like, responded Chris. Sometimes what appears to be typical is merely a false representation of what is the truth. This is one of those instances. So just shut up and let me unlock this door? Reasoned A.T. jokingly as he located the key and unlocked the dirty door. A.T. plowed into the door with his shoulder to reveal a large, extremely dark room. Not even the faintest distinction of its contents could be made out. The room was extremely warm and smelled of kerosene and the contained choked air caused Chris to cough lightly. Almost immediately, A.T. reached in his pocket to pull out a handful of gold dust and tossed it up toward the darkened room ceiling. Within a matter of seconds, a progressive light began to blanket the massive room to reveal a replicated, vacant, three-track train yard. You know what this is? asked A.T. It looks like a train yard, but how... returned a surprised Chris, unable to complete his question. We used to give graffiti classes and bomber safety awareness some years back, but with feedback overtaking the minds of all of our prospects, there haven't been any recruits over the past years, said A.T. as he pointed in the direction of the center track. Perched upon the track was a gleaming white old commuter train car. Atop the graveled surface at the rail level of the train car stood several empty cans of spray paint and discarded full and half-car outlines. Chris gawked at the sight in amazement when he glanced at one of the outlines to find a 20-year-old date written at the bottom right corner of the page. This train car was one of the last white-painted cars manufactured before the Transit Authority moved to the metal surfacing of all commuter trains, informed A.T. I don't remember the white cars. I mean, I've seen them in old movies, but I've never been on one, Chris replied. That probably means that you've never experienced hip-hop when it was in full swing. That's why I brought you down here. What you see before your eyes is more than an old train. This is actually a passport to hip-hop's glory days, informed A.T. Here, take this, he instructed, as he handed Chris a small glass bottle of brown ink. The ink resembled the makeshift substance that graffiti bombers would use as permanent ink when turning empty, sponge-tipped shoe polish bottles into markers. A bottle of ink? So what? responded Chris. 
A passport is pointless without a flight to bring you to that destination, right? Reason A.T. Well, this small bottle of ink is that flight. Now take this bottle and throw it at the broad side of the train car, instructed A.T., as he pointed to the side of the clean white train car. What, just throw it at the side of the car? Asked Chris, ensuring that the instructions of the Grand Master were heard correctly. Word up, responded A.T. plainly. Chris placed his newly acquired BBF backpack on the gravel track surface and with the ink bottle clutched in his right hand, reared his arm back and lunged forward to release the ink bottle in a full-force exerted toss towards the train's side surface. The characteristic sound of the pressurized bottle rupturing upon contact with a hard surface broke the silence of the practice train yard. The remaining light brown stain as a result of the broken bottle appeared to be nothing more than an interruption in the consistent surface coverage of the white paint as it dripped down toward the car's bottom railing and gravel track surface. Okay, now your clean white train is stained, remarked Chris sarcastically. A.T. held his position and provided a simple gesture that directed Chris's attention back to the immobile train car. Within a matter of mere seconds, the single paint spot began to spread, overtaking the previously white-painted facade of the old train car and leaving in its path a retro-place, graffiti-ridden commuter train car. Chris stood before the broad side of the car and ran his fingertips over the painted surface of the subway car. I've never seen one of these before, said Chris in complete awe. I'm sure you haven't. By the time you were born, they probably rolled out the metal-wrapped graffiti-proof cars. What you see before your eyes is authentic. My man Tap Wanna did this piece. The outline took him only 30 minutes, but the fillings and shadows took him around two hours. The joint was all city for about a month and was one of the illest pieces to run the number eight train line, said A.T. After circling the train car to partake in the organized urban artwork reflected on both sides, the two made their way into the belly of the aged public commuter cab. The internal structure displayed obvious signs of age, and every surface was covered in random throw-ups and tags, some done in permanent ink marker and others in spray paint. Hold on, we're going for a ride, notified A.T. as he snapped his fingers. The urban decorated train car jerked violently before it glided into a smooth forward progression. With not much space afforded in the large but confined practice room, the train car approached the brick wall relatively quickly. But before sudden impact with the brick wall, a parallel dimension opened up in the form of a vibrant large circle and granted entrance to the train car. The car was inundated by an overpowering light and a scant several seconds elapsed before the train car burst forth with life. The occurrence was gradual and traveled the full distance of the train car's length. Suddenly, people started to appear on the train, dressed in their 80s best. Shell-toe Adidas with fat laces, Lee jeans, and Kango hats adorned the train-traveling masses. Large portable radios bellowed the genuine rap music collages of the period. The obvious enjoyment of the period was displayed on the faces of the people, they pop lock, break dance, and shared graffiti-filled black book content like it was all going out of style in a matter of hours. Chris slowly paced the car to partake in the celebrated culture, but he went unnoticed by the magically conjured apparitions. They can't see you. As far as they're concerned, you don't even exist, notified A.T. 
but I can I can see them. They all look so happy. That's crazy ill how much they celebrated and loved the culture back then. Chris expressed happily. Word up. I can remember hitting up the block parties and battling. My pop blocking was sick. Word is born. AT excitedly expressed. What happened? I mean, have things really changed that much? Inquired Chris. This is what happened. AT plainly expressed as he pointed at an opening train door. Chris stood frantic at the sight of several early edition HBX models stomping into the train car. Immediately following behind was a much younger feedback, clad in his typical upscale but outdated clothing for that time. At the request of feedback, the HBX models proceeded to steal the joy of the culture-celebrating train riders. Radios were smashed, black books were set on fire, and people were physically hurt by the tyrant of feedback and his mindless cyborgs. A feeling of uncontrollable rage overcame Chris as he approached the apparition of feedback. Don't touch them! They didn't do anything to you! Word to my mother, I hate you! Chris furiously remarked as he swung ferociously at the apparition of feedback. Save that energy, Cypher! Don't waste those feelings of resentment! He can't see you! He can't feel those punches! A.T. confirmed as he grabbed at Chris's arms and put them to his side. Chris's eyes swelled with tears as he forcefully released himself from the empathizing Grandmaster's clutch and sat down on a graffiti-written train seat to gawk at the victimized and injured hip-hop supporters. The organized hand movements of A.T. conjured a spell that made the heart-wrenching imagery dissipate by a way of a rolling thick gray haze. The train car eventually returned to its previous unblemished state while Chris maintained his seated position with his face cupped in both hands. This type of harassment continues to this day. Just recently, we were able to match their power, and we were seeing results, but that only lasted for a short time. Straight up, we're losing this battle, and it's only your inherent abilities that will bring us through the storm. On the real, what's left of our hip-hop community is relying on your help to restore the culture to its days of glory, he implored. Chris found himself in full receipt of the Grandmaster's pleas and sat idle momentarily while he mentally revisited the evil escapades of feedback. As the duo resurfaced from the dark cellar, not a single word was spoken. A.T. understood that the events that were just provided to Chris were a lot to process and figured that several moments of silence would afford the young teenager some time to do just that. As they arrived back in the symbolically pillared foyer area, they were greeted by a frantically searching watch dude. Yo, I've been looking for y'all all over. Where have y'all been? Demanded watch dude. We were downstairs at the old practice yard. What's poppin'? Returned Grandmaster A.T. suspiciously. I just got the word. There's a big function that's happening tomorrow night at Gushman Park. There's a good chance that feedback is going to be there. We're gonna step to him? Asked watch dude as he displayed obvious signs of rage. I don't know. Are we going to step to him, Chris? Returned A.T. as he passed the question along to the young teenager as if it were a smoldering coal. Chris remained silent while he toyed with his viewatron to set confirmation with Blaze for his return ride home. Upon exiting the foyer area by way of the large doorway, he stopped cold in his departing tracks and slowly turned on his heels to face the BBF team. You could call me Cypher. I'll catch up with y'all tomorrow to get the location of the event. He confidently and assuredly returned before resuming his exit from the BBF building. 
friend, this is Dee Dee Turner coming to you live from the BBF complex. My Viewatron signal is having problems, so I'll make this quick. I wanted to personally thank you for listening, and also wanted to take this opportunity to inform you of some upcoming items. For starters, there is a second book in the series, as well as subsequent installments. You didn't think that I would bring you to the cliff's edge and not provide you with a parachute or gliding device. Check out for the second book in the series entitled Cypher and the Lost Relic of Pangea's Core, set for release late 2014 or early 2015. Visit chroniclesofahiphoplegend.com to see information on book two. Visit the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend on Facebook and hiphops underscore wizard on Twitter or Instagram to receive new developments and information on the series. Also, keep an eye out for the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend merchandise. From stickers to t-shirts, we'll have an array of items for you to represent the series and the cause of Chris Cypher Ellison. Uh-oh, seems like the signal is compromised. Can you hear me? Hello? Hey, yo, can you hear me? Man, sounds like feedback may be close. I gotta bounce. Until next time, fam, this is Dee Dee Turner. Out, 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 out. So for you, yeah, yo There will never it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here by that I hum behind you But always got you, end of discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours <laughs> And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded, prepare you For all of the above that I'm never letting get near you But still in all, give you every advantage I found Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown And since the baton was passed, hopping down Cause feeling's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all my message to any dad, man, first off, know that, yeah, it, it is a hard job, but it's the greatest job in the world. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I wouldn't change anything about it. Everything you're doing from here on out, if it didn't have purpose before, now it has purpose. It's the most important thing you'll ever do. Just be a dad.